on today's midcourt madness, we are T minus what, like thirty days from selection Sunday bigs. Um, so I kind of feel like it's a good time to just see where teams are at, see uh, see what teams might need to do a little something to get in the tournament. Also, see maybe we'll talk about like teams that could be the number number one overall or number one seeds coming up. Um, so we'll get into all of that bigs right after this. John, I got good news for you. Yeah. Pretty sure we're 28 days from Selection Sunday. Oh, you think so? What, uh... Technically. Does Ralph, does as today tweet, is a Sunday. Does Ralstein tweet about that? No, I, I haven't... Well, he might, I let's, guess. Let's, let me just scroll through his Twitter. You keep talking, because you love to do that. Okay. I'll scroll through um, his Twitter. Just scroll from a week standpoint, you know, there's seven days per week. So if there's four weeks, that's 28 days, if, you, if, you're, if you're just kind of doing math. That's, That's about the extent of my math ability. Generally, I I, I say no math in my English class when oh, I'm teaching. Bakes, bakes, breaking news, breaking news. Here we go. As of five hours ago, John Rothstein tweeted, only 28 days until Selection Sunday, dot, 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 dots. So four dots. I typically go three dots when I Me do too. dot, dot, dot. Wow. He does four. And then he says, hashtag, hashtag countdown. That was, That is, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's a countdown. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Maybe he, maybe the four dots represent the number of weeks. So maybe when he does it next week, it'll be three dots, and then two, and then one. That would just be a period, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one week till Selection Sunday, period. Hashtag. Countdown. Countdown. Perhaps. Could be. I've got an idea here. I'd like to start talking about some of the teams, maybe. You know, we, we've, we've done... Trending up, trending down, playing yep. well, not playing well. Looks good versus kind of ass or whatever it was. <laughs> I think we should do, you know, now well, we're, hey, we're... I, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to state this here, Biggs. Um, every single one that you just listed are different things. They are different. Yes. Um, okay. We're heading into the final stretch of the season. There are probably three weeks left of the regular season then, given that uh, given the selection Sunday is uh, uh, four weeks away. So with three weeks left in the season, conference races are heating up. Teams are hopefully trying to kind of figure out who they are. We should probably talk about teams that are heading in the right direction. Okay. And then probably talk about some teams that are not heading in the right direction. I, I like that. Okay. Who you got for me? Do you have one to kick it off or do I should I have one to kick it off? You got some teams heading in the right direction? No, not really. I, I could look at uh, Joey Brackets and see who's last four and first four out. That's kind of going to be the extent of my research. I got a team heading in the wrong direction for you then. Okay. And it was a team that was probably tracking towards a number one, like a, a number one seed, maybe even like a week ago. Hmm. Can it started with a win last Saturday. Ooh, can I guess? Yeah. Tennessee. The Tennessee Volunteers. Okay. Boom. They're one and two in their last three, but in their one win, they didn't even score 50 points in a 43-42 win against Auburn. They scored 43 points. That shouldn't even count as a win. Since then, they've lost to Vanderbilt and Missouri on less second shots. Our Missouri. Our Missouri, yep. Mazour. Mazza, and, and, uh, and in all three of these games, they can't score. This is the team that I was afraid of at the beginning of the year, a team that I had always doubted when ranked in the top five. 
It's not a top five team when it comes to they cannot score. And so I don't care how good their defense is. This is this is kind of like the Virginia thing back in the day. The thing about Virginia always was their defense was amazing. But when the chips were down, you worried that they weren't going to be able to score. Those Virginia teams, from a from a metric standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, were actually good offensively. They just didn't score a lot because they played so slow. This Tennessee team is not good from an efficiency standpoint offensively. They they can there are times where they just absolutely cannot throw the ball in the ocean. Heading yeah, in the wrong direction, not heading in the right direction. Okay, and what 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 do you think that reason for that is? And I pull up their schedule in the past. Let's just go in February. They've scored 54, 46, 65, 85 yesterday. So that's kind of the outlier there. What do you think is the reason for that? Um, They don't have good offensive players. It's probably the big part. They can't shoot. You know, I mean, um, is it? Vescovy is like the only guy who's like a good outside shooter for them. You know, uh Ziegler is a is is more of a water bug kind of slasher point guard. He's he's like an okay shooter, but he, he's a slap the floor guy. He's he's your prototypical slap the floor guy, right? And offensively, he's a he's a table setter type. Like he's not much of a bucket getter. I love Josiah Jordan James, one of my favorite players in the country. In terms, of, I just have like a soft spot for those Swiss Army knife kind of two three four types who can like guard and and do a lot of things. But one of the things that he most certainly cannot do is shoot. He's not a great shooter, not a great offensive player. Uh, Kamwa, the big man, not not a great offensive player. He's he, you know, he's an okay. He's a, he can score a little bit, but like he's not a shooter. Julian Phillips, their 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 stud freshman, not a great shooter. They just don't have guys who can make shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm gonna go uh, Ken Palm on the bit here, or not Ken Palm, GP on the bit, uh, and point out they are. Where is it? Four and two quad one and four and four in quad two. They are better against better teams. So are they your prototypical play up to teams and play down to teams? Maybe you are stuffing your face there. What are you eating? Well, I'm trying to eat, I'm eating some puppy chow right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a mess here in a little bit. Yeah. Worth it though. <laughs> so good. Puppy chow's addicting. I haven't had that since I was like a kid. Oh my gosh. My mom brought us some puppy chow here the other day and I, I filled this whole bowl with it. It's not, I can't stop. Um, I mean, maybe, but that's not probably great if you're looking at like a two or three seed and you got to play a fourteen seed and you play down to their level of competition in the first Ooh. round of the NCAA tournament. Are they this year's Kentucky? They come from the same conference. I feel like they might be last year's Tennessee. That too. Yeah, they got upset first round too, didn't they? I think they lost the second round to like an eleven oh, yeah. seed or something, okay. but. I think they're basically every year's Tennessee. Okay, they're 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 frauds. They're like they're just they're no different than any of those other Tennessee teams. It feels like they're the exact same team, with you know a few different faces. But like you can just close your eyes and picture the last like five Tennessee teams. Great defensively, can get stuck offensively, and that's just I don't know. That's this team. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying there. They're headed in the wrong direction. I have a. I'm no, 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 not heading in the right direction. Not heading in the right direction. Yeah, okay. That's, that's different. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to pick a team here and I'm going to put them in the box of heading in the right direction. Ooh, positive. but it's not really that they're like not doing good. Like they've kind of been steady this entire year, a team that I do think will be a one seed. Um, but I more so want to talk with this team. Cause I feel like this team, we haven't talked about that much this year. 
Oh, they just kind of fall into the wayside. Do you want to guess them? I got my guess on yours. Do you want to guess mine? Bama. Ooh, we could do them too. No, it is not Bama. It is the Cougars. Houston. Houston. We have not talked about them this year, have we? Well, I mean, we've talked about them, but they're kind of like Gonzaga in that once conference play starts, there's yeah, just you not a lot. For, you forget about them just because like, they're... A little bit. Yeah. And they but, haven't played Memphis. Like, yet they played Memphis twice in the last, like, two weeks of the year, which is weird. Yeah. So it's like the, so that, any that, matchups that kind of get your attention... Haven't happened yet. Right. But they're still very good. They are number one in the net, Biggs. Number one. The best team in the country. What are they in? Ken Palm. They are number one in Ken Palm as well. Uh, seventh adjusted offense and eighth adjusted defense. Jeez. Ridiculously steady. Um, they are... An, you know, we, we teased a couple weeks ago that we we're going to do like an analytics show. So I'm, I'm just going to go full into that. Full sense. Give it to me. Yep. Give me uh, all the analytics. Quad one, four and one. Quad two, seven and oh. Quad, they have a quad three loss. Two and one. Who, who Who's their other loss? They have two They lost to like Tulane, didn't they? Or Temple? Is that who it is? Uh, Bama and Temple. So yeah, Temple is the quad three loss there. Uh, 10 and 0 quad four. So very good in quad four. So they will be able to survive a one, over one versus 16 matchup there. Um. But no, like, you know, leading score, like, and I think we expected Marcus Ash to be their leading score. And then after that, they're kind of uh, they're kind of Florida State-y. They just have a bunch of guys who average anywhere from, like, 12 to 8. Um, you know, plenty of options. And I had a chance to watch him the other night. That Jairus Walker is a massive dude. Is he their freshman? Yeah, he's a freshman. He, he'll be yeah. he'll be a one-and-done. I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. From uh, He's from IMG Academy, I'm pretty sure. And, like, yeah, he, he doesn't look – anything like a freshman does he no he doesn't at all he looks like he looks like every starter from texas tech from a year ago basically you're Combined. so right about that he does and, and put into he one does. yeah <laughs> he looks like he could not only start for texas tech's basketball team last year but also he could line up and play defensive end for texas Tech's <laughs> basketball team because yeah he's 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 seen a weight room looks like <laughs> do you remember the baylor linebacker from like 10 years ago. I can't remember his name. Sean, like, Sean Oak, Oakley. Yeah. No, o- yeah. O- Oakman, Oakman, Oakman. Yeah. He was like six, <laughs> nine and like two ninety of just all that is man. And then he, he didn't do anything in the NFL. And I remember there's a, in Bismarck, they started up like an indoor, like a random indoor football oh, yeah, league team. Said that. He was on that team just randomly. Um. Anyways, we somehow went from talking about Houston to talking about the Bismarck bucks. That was our name. The Bismarck um, bucks. I love that alliteration. Yeah. Yep. They actually, they played in, it's called the, uh, it was the same place that the, the Dakota Wizards used to play when they were in the D-League. Sure. Same exact building. Anyways, I think we're getting Falls way had off a, track. Had a, had a semi-pro football team or whatever, similar to that Bismarck yep. thing too. So, <laughs> um, times. But no, there, there just seems to be, like, Houston, outside of that Tulane game, just hasn't had the quote-unquote uh, shoe falling off the other foot game yet. They've seemed to be very steady this year. Um, you did mention they do have Memphis twice. Um, before the end of the year. So that's that'll kind of be their measuring stick game, um, which I feel like their goal for – if they want to be considered the best team in the country, their goal there should be to, like, kill them both games. Like, Do you have any more metrics, games. though, telling you how good Houston is? Because – Oh, gosh. I just – I need more numbers and stats thrown at me. Uh, they're a very slow team, 347th in the country in tempo. Okay, what about their luck? Uh, 138th. They're middle of the pack. So you can't okay. really blame – Luck at all. Pretty neutral. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, strength of schedule is a little low. Um, yeah. Like right, right in the 90s. Um, I'm, But don't let those get, get 
get in the way of how you feel about this team. They're an amazing team. Yeah, absolutely. Any other? I, will say, I, I mean, should I look not, up R, we, RPI and BPI? Those aren't things anymore, but I can look them up for you. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to know just all the metrics. You know, I don't actually <laughs> want to know anything about the Houston team. I just want to know all their stats. Okay. I will say this: <clears throat> they beat St. Mary's. That's a win that's aging well. You know, St. Mary's looks like a pretty legit squad. Ooh, they have. The, I, I got one for you. I got one for you. Uh, top twenty-five and one from GP. They are third. He doesn't like them. Purdue oh. and Bama are ahead of are ahead of them. I wonder. I should probably message him because apparently everyone on Twitter messages him about how like where their Twitter team reflects ranked. real life. Exactly. So I should probably message him so he has some uh, some fodder for his next show. Well, if you say something like that, John, you know what he'll say on his next pod is Houston fans are coming at me. Exactly. I'm not a Houston fan. But if you refer if you represent Houston, you are a you are the Houston fans. Yeah, all exactly. of them. Yeah, every single one. Oh. <laughs> they have wins over. I mean, they they beat Virginia and St. Mary's. That's two pretty good wins. They beat Kent State, which is a pretty darn good win. Although that's a win nobody will probably care about because no one knows where, where Kent State probably even is. Um, <clears throat> that's my guess. <laughs> or Ohio. I have no idea. I'm actually kind of curious now. <laughs> Kent State. It's in the Mac, so it's Ohio. It's in Kent. There's a Kent, Ohio. Kent, Ohio. There we go. Yeah. Hey, learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, the the loss against Alabama was one where they were. I mean, it wasn't like they were getting. That was one where I feel like if that's a seven game series, it's probably like going six or seven, and and either team can probably win it. Mm-hmm. So, I I like this. Houston team a lot. We we obviously like them a ton in the preseason. They were ranked in the in the what top two or three in the preseason, yeah. yep. and, and things have pretty much gone to script, right? They have one loss, which you figure you're going to play Virginia, you're going to play Alabama. You're probably not getting both those. You're getting picked off once. They did. You're probably losing one dumb game because every year you play thirty games, you're just going to suck in a couple of them, and you might lose one of those. They have, and, and it's a one point one point loss. Their two losses this year are by a combined seven points. Right. And they've, more metrics for you. they've otherwise pretty much run train through the American, which is, which is mostly to be expected. I don't even, you know, I never even consider like the individual stats. When I think about Houston, like I'm looking at them right now and yeah, nothing's really eye popping in terms of, wow, this kid is doing this, or this guy has this kind of number. You just don't ever even think about it when I'm, when I'm thinking about Houston, like I know who they are. I know who their good players are. I don't care that Jamal shed averages, uh, nine points and five and a half assists. I think he's one of the best point guards in the country. He was awesome last year. Like their stats just don't matter to me. Like I, I know exactly what they do well, who their good players are, who they are going to be relying on down the stretch. And I trust them. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's no reason why they still can't get to a final four offensively. I guess that, that Ken Palm number where they're seventh or whatever on an offensive efficiency kind of surprises me. Because in, in the small bits I've watched them, it feels like they can get stuck in the mud a little bit offensively, or if their defense isn't triggering offense, I feel like they can run into some damage, like if a team can hold them into the half court. But they're going to be a one seed, or a two seed probably, most likely a one seed, and so they're going to have advantageous matchups throughout the tournament. So it's really going to take it's really going to take a special type of matchup to pick them off. And I, I guess I, I don't even know what the matchup... Like, I feel like... I feel this way about a lot of teams, like uh, from a year to year basis, there are teams occasionally where 
like I think if, if a team is going to beat Houston, it's not because Houston lacks something. Like I, I don't I don't think there's a team that like a team with size can hurt them or a team with good guards can hurt them. I think it's it might just be a team that has just a couple better players that those better players kind of tear it up. You, you know what I mean? Like it's just going to be like they're they're not going to get lo- they're not going to get beat because they lack something. Well said. Thank you. That was kind of you. Yeah. You're welcome. Do you want to talk about one of the the, the one good team that's beaten Houston, Alabama? We we should. Didn't they just beat somebody by like a thousand points earlier this week? Let's go. I feel like they beat here. they beat Florida by at least like thirty. <sighs> All right, let's uh let's start off where we have to start off here, Biggs, because we're college basketball podcasters. Uh, Bama twenty two and three, thirteenth adjusted offense, six adjusted defense, second in the Ken Palm. Uh, second go... in the Ken Palm. Yeah, let me go over to my net tab here. They are second in the net as well. Um, and Houston was quad... one in both of these. Yes, quad okay. one seven and three, quad two six and zero, oh. quad three six and zero, oh. quad four six three and zero. Oh. So, um, outside of that. Quarter one, they don't have any losses. Is pretty good. Glean, then. What I glean from that information, um, those three losses at home, or was it neutral court? That's yeah, that's Thanksgiving weekend. That has to be neutral court. Yeah, they uh, lost. Lo- that was out in Portland. Lost against UConn um, at home or neutral. This could be a neutral one. Also against Gonzaga. Lost that was uh, that was in Birmingham, so it was technically a neutral, but it was in Alabama. Okay, okay. and then. Yeah, their bad loss was uh, on the road, 24-point loss a couple weeks ago against Oklahoma. Uh, so you mentioned they beat someone by a, mil- a gazillion points, I believe. They beat Florida by 28 earlier this week. Well, not only that, but January 31st, they beat Vandy by... 57. 50, yes, 57. Hashtag math. That's a um, lot. Yeah, good on you there. So now that we have all the analytics and the metrics <laughs> out of the way, um, you may begin. Uh, okay, Alabama basketball school. <laughs> they got a two-game lead on the SEC. They're up two games on Texas A&M. If you had Texas A&M as second in the SEC, you were correct. I'm guessing few people did. Um, I, I don't know. They're going to be a one seed, right? They're they're pretty darn good. Well, let's see what we have for one seeds. We have Purdue, Bama, Houston, Arizona. Um. Who- like who are two like the two seeds are obviously the first ones that would maybe jump into a one seed correct? Uh, we have UCLA, Kansas, Tennessee, Texas. Would any of those be able to jump any of these other teams here? Like, would a Tennessee be able to jump over Bama? No, you don't think so. They do play here I, in three days. That'd be their opportunity. I think the most realistic thing there is. <coughs> I guess Kansas jump in Texas. Yep. You know, or Kansas maybe just jumping in in general. Like if, if Kansas goes and wins the big 12, something like that, which they do every once Wait, in a while. No, was Texas a one? Texas was a two seed too. Texas is also a two seed. Yes. Okay. So Kansas jump in Houston, maybe, or something like that. Like I could see Houston just because of conference, maybe falling out. Or if they take another dumb loss. Yep. Now or I, Arizona I, well, I I will say the bracketology I'm looking at is from Friday morning. So that Tennessee team that was a two seed Friday morning might not be there. Yeah. On the next one might be a three seed. Yeah. I don't even know who'd be up there. Did Iowa, Iowa state 
lost yesterday too, I think. So because three seeds, Baylor. Who won that Baylor game yesterday? Baylor. Okay. TCU's playing without Mike Miles though, so like that yeah. sucks for them. But yeah, Baylor. Baylor's been playing better lately. Baylor, Kansas State, Iowa State, Virginia. Who? Uh, and Virginia too. They basically I mean, didn't win the yesterday. They they didn't win yesterday. Um, they don't get to claim that at all. Okay. Yeah. Just so nope. they'll probably it. drop a few spots. Yeah, you suck. Yeah. You suck, Virginia. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Bama is. Is Bama the best team? If you had to like pick one team to win the like the the tournament, Selection Sunday being four weeks away, do you think Alabama is the number one overall seed? I'm gonna answer your question with a question. Ooh, I love that. How has Quinterly been? Is he fully back, like from injury? Like, is he looking good? Like, knees no. holding up and everything? He's just kind of another guy right now. He averages. Yeah. He plays 18 minutes a game, so he comes off the bench behind Jaden Bradley and. Yeah, he does. he's not real efficient, but like he's not. I don't know if he like actively hurt. I think he's just basically another guy. Like he's just one of, he's just one of the guys. Like he's not a, uh, he's not a highly impactful player. I, I can't describe him any different than he's just he's just another guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, to answer your question, could they win it all? Yes, I feel like they need a good amount of support out of Quinterly. If he could be like a eight points per game guy off the bench, which as I look he at the stats, he's averaging eight points per game. Damn it. <laughs> um, obviously, anyone can win it. Um, they have, I'd say, if I were to list right now who I think is going to win it all, I'd probably go Purdue number one. I'd put Houston above Bama. I'm trying to think of who else is up there. I wouldn't put Arizona above Bama. So I'd probably put Bama at three. So I'm trying okay. to think of even even like the Big Twelve schools. When I put any of them above Bama, I wouldn't. Like they're all very good, but I don't think they're better than Bama. I think I'd put Kansas ahead of Bama. You think so? But I don't know. I I don't really like putting a team ahead of another team. I'm more of a, I'm more of a put like four or five teams into a bag and just kind of, yeah, they're all in this range. Right. That's called grouping. Yeah, I'm more of a grouping type. I yeah. put them into tiers. Yeah, we're not power rankings guy. We're tier tiers guys. We're tier we're tier talkers. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean they've just been dominating the SEC though, and it is impressive. I, I don't. I think the SEC has re- have revealed itself maybe a little bit to be. I don't know. I guess I thought it would be better. You know, obviously Kentucky just sucking dick all year has like really hurt the SEC, and Arkansas not being anywhere near what they were probably supposed to be because of some injuries has hurt the SEC. Mm-hmm. And Florida is another team that's just been kind of like, yeah. I don't know, you kind of stink. Yeah, LSU. There's been a bunch of teams in the league, the SEC this year, where if you just went team by team, you said, have you overachieved or have you underachieved? I feel like more of them have underachieved than overachieved. And I don't know whose fault that is, I guess. No, it's their fault. It's not our fault. That's their fault for not meeting our expectations. We're not the ones out there dribbling and shooting no, shots. No, exactly. It's them. Yeah. 100%. But we, we, Bama, we I mean, stick, we stick to reporting. Bama we, has been crushing people, and they've they've had just some really really impressive wins. And you talked about the 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 fifty seven point win over Vanderbilt. They had a, a twenty one point win over Missouri. They they just got a win at Auburn yesterday, which an eight point win at Auburn. I feel like you should like double the point total there. A win at Auburn is worth 
twice as many points as you won by because like they've got a great home court. Um, and honestly, they've got they've got there's no reason why they can't run the table the rest of the way. Now they're at Tennessee. And as much as I just got done shitting on Tennessee, I, I do think they're still dangerous. You know, that's the type of team that can give Alabama a hard time, I think, because of the way they play, play defense and control the tempo. Um, and they also play at Texas A&M to end the year. So, you know, we'll see. They, I mean, they still could take a, another loss or two, but they they look really good. And, I mean, Brandon Miller is the best freshman in the country. He's been awesome. He's actually, I think, gotten better. Like, early in the year, the hype train on Brandon Miller, I thought was, when he was averaging like 20 a game, like, I actually didn't think he was playing as well as the hype warranted. He was shooting like under 40% from the field. He's he's actually gotten better, I think, as the season has gone along, which I guess is a, an expectation for freshmen. That's a good thing to have happen. Absolutely, it is. And, yeah. and, and like, he hasn't hit the wall, I guess, and like, he hasn't started to wear out or teams get film on him. He, he's, he's found a way to continue to be hyper-efficient and Noah Clowney has been pretty good. Like I, I really like Noah Clowney when I watch them play, like he seems like a super impactful uh, big they're young. And I think that if there's something that I worry about with Alabama, it is maybe that I tend to think they're kind of undisciplined. They're young. It's a Nate Oates team. So I think they, they want to play fast and they want to, they want to play loosey goosey, play like an NBA team. And I do think like if they run into a specific matchup like against a team like a Houston, even though they beat Houston, a team that is cut from that similar cloth that's just rough and tumble and gritty and tough and will slow them down and force them to value every single possession and execute, you know, I worry that that could get leaky a little bit. Ooh, so I, I think they're good enough to win the whole thing, though. I mean, they, they I mean, going out on a limb, right, saying the number three team in the country can win the whole thing. <laughs> they've got they've got. They've got depth, they've got shooting, they've got size, they've got a ton of size. I mean, they're huge. And I, I think maybe that's that's the big takeaway is they're going to win the SEC by multiple games. They've got a machine rolling. Huh. Uh, do I want to be a wet blanket? I'm trying to find a team going in the wrong direction. Or yeah, not, not, team, not, not in the right that's direction. not going in the right direction. Exactly. Um, I have a couple options I could think of, but... Uh... I don't want to be, get negative. Um, there's one that I could pick, but it's it's a team that I w- would actually talk about for 10 minutes. I think you know which one. Clemson. No, but they played them yesterday. <laughs> I don't know what direction they're going in. I think like they're just kind of going in a neutral direction. I will talk about the team that they beat yesterday, and that's Clemson. What's, what's wrong with them? They're probably not that talented. But they're the best in the ACC going into yesterday, I believe. Well, now they're fourth in the ACC, yeah, and they've lost maybe, two games Maybe in a row. just the conference as a whole is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, the conference in the the conference as a whole might just kind. Of, I think there's two teams in the ACC that I think are any good. Virginia, Miami. Yep. Did you hear my second one? Who was the second one? Miami. Yeah, I think those are the two teams that I think are that are, are any darn good. Yep. Um, but I mean Clemson. <clears throat> it's it's gone it's gone in the wrong direction here. Since that Duke win a couple weeks ago, they had a loss at Wake Forest. They barely beat Vatech. They got Georgia Tech and Florida State, but then they lost to Boston College. Like that's tough. You know that's that's a bad one. Like I'm I'm thinking Clemson now might have. Well, I think that win yesterday over or, or the loss yesterday against UNC was 
Well, didn't they have it on the on the screen at one point? It was something like loser will be basically out of the field on the uh, new, yeah. Well, I think for Clemson, like yeah, the implications for Clemson would be like they they would move down to like the last four in. Okay. North Carolina was at the last four in going into yesterday, according to Joey Brackets, and they okay. would drop out according to. Him. I need to know what Clemson's Ken Palm is, what their net is, what their BPI score is, what their bracket matrix number is, all this stuff. Oh, I forgot. I can actually matrix. say anything about Clemson. I forgot about Brad. I brought them up too. So they're an eleven. Be all the Clemson the stats so that I can now have some sort of a. a an uh, opinion. Okay, so hang on. Otherwise, so I can't have an opinion. You need the net and everything. Um. Ooh, they have a quad one, three and three, quad two, four and one, quad three, four and one. They have a quad three loss. That's a pretty and good they, record in the first two quads, though. Quad four, though, seven and two. You don't want to have quad four losses and, and be a tournament team. That's tough. no, no. Um, they're not the quad fathers. That's AJ Dillon. Seventy eighth and Ken Palm, one hundred four adjusted offense, sixty second adjusted defense. Also, Ken Pomeroy, not a fan. Seventy eighth. Yeah. How many teams make the tournament? Uh, not that many. Um, maybe in a couple of years there will be, but currently, as it stands, not seventy-eight teams. Yeah. Uh, bracket Wait. matrix has them as like an eleven seed. That's like looks like they're kind of in that last four in. Yeah. Um, it's concerning. It's concerning. And do you think they'll make the tournament? I don't think so. I think they're gonna be. Who is it? Was it? Wake Forest a year ago, who kind of came out like it was good for a while, and then they ended up missing the tournament altogether. I feel like Clemson is this year's Wake Forest. Yeah, I, I would I would say that. And then I think what what really killed Wake Forest was <clears throat> wasn't it their non conference wasn't very good. I thought they were good in non conference a year ago. Well, they they were, but they're but they didn't play anybody good. Like they, they beat wrapped. they beat nothing but like like uh, Our Lady of the Lake. This college probably just like we're bulletin board material for them. We really are. We're hating. We, we're they lost to South Carolina and they lost to Loyola Chicago. I mean, that's that's not great. No, you know, and you're right. Now down the stretch here, Florida State, Louisville. You better get those two wins. And I mean, you, they're at NC State. They're at Virginia. That's probably two losses. Um, and then you got Syracuse, Notre Dame. You, you probably need to go four and two, 22 and nine, and in the season. Would you say? Yeah. You know, if, if you the problem is, is if you lose to Florida State or Louisville, they they need or, to get a couple ACC Dame, tournament wins too. They'd they have to be have like to. they'd have to be like a semifinal team, I'd say, in the ACC tournament. Yeah, and, and the tough thing is, is like I just don't think the ACC has a ton of. I don't know if the ACC has like a ton of respect. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like the Pac-12 where it's. There's just not a lot of great opportunities to get wins. Like, the problem though is that like if you lose to any of these teams, like that's killing you. If you lose to Louisville, Notre Dame, or 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 uh, or Florida State, like that's that hurt that actively hurts you. You know what I mean? Like that's not like a neutral type of loss. Yep. So, yeah, I mean they they and they've just got to pick it up. They're they're struggling, and and obviously this was a team that we weren't super high on in the preseason. Nobody really gave them much thought. So maybe it is just kind of a lack of talent. Maybe that's water finding its level. But I love when you say that. Um, you know, weren't weren't they like ten and one? Yeah, they were ten and one at one point, and you were like, this team might be trending in the wrong direction eventually. And uh, I was I pushed back on you, and it looks like you were right because they are not uh, going in the right direction now. I also love when you say that. So you were smart. You were right. I was wrong. <laughs> this is a 
what's the Adam Sandler movie where it's like you're smart, I'm stupid? Was it Happy Gilmore? I think so. It? Or is it the other one? Uh, you were Billy right. Ma- I was Billy wrong. Madison. Billy you're Madison. Amazing. Or Happy Gilmore. I'm the worst. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. it might be Billy Madison actually. Love it. I can't. Uh, who who cares? Uh, all right, I'm just gonna bite the bullet here. Uh, North Carolina not heading in the right direction. Um, and I say that because of the last couple weeks here. So before we'll say the month of February, um, they were 15 and six, seven and three in the conference. But like me being a North Carolina fan, I would attempt to contextualize these losses, like the, the six losses. You know, Iowa State was our first one. Iowa State has proven to be a good team. Alabama, four overtime loss to Alabama, not something to, to complain about. To complain about loss against Indiana on the road. Not terrible, but they look like shit. But if you contextualize it, you know, like I kind of do sometimes, you, know, you could a road yourself. loss to a good team. Exactly. Um, Virginia Tech and Virginia Armando Baycott played like a combined one minute in those two games, so it's like okay, whatever. Um, the pit loss I never liked. Um, that's a game where they're up like ten in the second half. And they just gave it away. But then since then they've lost three in a row um, at home against Pittsburgh, on the road against Duke, and on the road against Wake Forest. And my gripe with those losses is, number one, I can't really contextualize these losses. But it's like all three of those games, if you watched them, it's like the the main thing is they're just not tough. They're getting out-toughed by teams. Um, That Duke game, we haven't even talked about that game, but that must be the most minutes Derek Lively has played all season. Um, Has, I want to say, eight blocks in that game. He completely neutralized Armando Baycott, especially in the second half there. And, like, those eight blocks, like, usually when a guy has eight blocks, there's one or two where it's, like, you can try and, like, be like, oh, no, that should have been a foul. I can't look at any of those eight blocks and be like, oh, yeah, that should have been a foul. Like, he dominated that game. Derek Lively did. And so the reason why I think they're not heading in the right direction, even after yesterday's game, is just, you know, they always have these games where the reason they lose is because they're not tough. They're not disciplined. They make stupid plays. Caleb Love takes stupid shots. He's played well the last two games, but he's still just take stupid shots. And that's why they, they're 15 and nine or 16 and nine. They're as of yesterday, last four in, they've put themselves in this position by their own doing. And yeah, that's all. That's what I have to say about them. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would agree with everything you said. Nothing you said there was, was wrong. Um, I think that the, the, the biggest one for me is undisciplined. Yep. They're undisciplined. I don't know if they're well coached. I can't decide if I blame the, the ultimate green light that the two guards have on their personalities. And that's just the way they are. Those are those players. Or if that's Davis allowing them to do that, or if Davis doesn't know how to coach those players or what, but they take terrible shots. They've always taken terrible shots. They've taken terrible shots since they were freshmen. And they they have stretches where they make those shots. And you can talk yourself into like, oh, see, they're 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 starting to get better. And I felt that same way yesterday. They still they made a lot of shots, but I thought they took some terrible ones. And now the assist number yesterday, like I I'm always when I'm watching Carolina, like there's usually one number I'm looking for when I look back at the box score, and that's how many assists did they get? Uh, too many times this year, they've gotten like six assists on like 30 shots made. 
Yeah, like they just they don't pass the basketball very well. And and when the ball moves like it did yesterday, they've got guys who are capable shooters and they've got guys who can score and they've got like they they don't have a problem with that stuff. But when the ball gets stuck and they dribble, they play slow. It's just pain it's painful to watch them because they just they dribble the hell out of the ball. They don't have um guys who are who are super dynamic in terms of just like taking five on five basketball and making it five on four basketball. You know, like they, they just they are they aren't that talented, I don't think. And they've got talent, but like they're not that good. And yeah. <clears throat> um Yeah, they're they're just they they frustrate you and um you know, their bench still doesn't really give them much. And again, I don't know if that's because can their is their bench not capable of giving them much? I I, I'm worried, Biggs. You know, you could look at it from two perspectives. Like, cause like they have like this iron five mentality, and guys like Demarco Dunn, Puff Johnson, like they'll get into the games here and there, but not that often. And so, is it does it say more about the players? Like maybe they're not picking things up in practice and not you know listening, or is it a lack of um, you know player development by the coaching staff? You know, I'm worried it's the, it's the latter there. I am too. I worry about a little bit of that, or is it like Davis is just kind of wait, he he's almost believing a little too much of the Iron Five thing, and he's placating these guards and saying we got to play these guys forty minutes a night. I, I don't know, but yeah, they're just they're an incredibly frustrating basketball team, and I haven't enjoyed watching the way that they play. Like I I, I very rarely enjoy watching them play. You know, I just the way they play is not something that I find aesthetically pleasing. And I mean, we, we saw this, I mean, this was, I think the lively thing, he had eight blocks and it's like, I just, I hearken back to when they were freshmen and they would drive into the lane, Caleb Love and RJ Davis would drive into the lane and they would just throw up garbage and it would get thrown into the second row of the stands. And I was like, okay, they're freshmen. They'll figure it out at some point. They'll realize, Hey, two foot takeoff here, power through a guy or Hey, jump stop, throw up a pump fake dish it off to somebody who's open. They're now juniors in college and they still do the same stupid stuff. When the guy has three or four blocks, maybe stop trying to do the exact same thing that got the first three or four shots blocked by him. Yep. And and they just, they, they don't do, they, I don't think they're that much better than when they were freshmen in college. Nope. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to make the tournament. There's a, there's like a small percentage of me that, does would, would kind of find it no you know what i'm not even gonna say it i think they're gonna make the tournament they're gonna be a team they're gonna be a nine seed again and they're probably gonna lose to the eight seed we're gonna pick them yeah. to go to the elite eight and they're gonna lose to the eight seed i have a prediction um between duke and carolina at most there will be one tournament victory yeah i could see that I still, for some reason, think like Duke's just got this stupid like name on the front of the jersey thing that like other teams, Titus and Tate talk about this all the time, like how there's teams that just when they play these teams, they're like, we're not, there's like some sort of inherent and just like belief that no, we're not supposed to beat you. And they just kind of bend the knee. And for some reason, teams find a way to like play shittier against Duke. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no reason when Xavier played Duke earlier this year, Xavier should have lost to them. They are better than Duke. But there's just something like there's something in like twenty to twenty two year old kids' brains where it's like, oh, we're playing Duke. We 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 aren't supposed to win this game. Yep. And so I could see Duke for some reason just bullshitting their way into a Sweet Sixteen, and and at that point, then they'll get absolutely trucked by someone. 
because they're not good either. Duke sucks. Nope. Like they're they're bad. We were and talking so, about Derek Lively multiple times this year about him being a bust. Um, he can't do anything other than then, dunk. Yeah, and like he was the most he was the best player on the court against North Carolina two weeks ago, and he had four points. Like the player comparison you gave me a couple months ago of Tyson Chandler. I'm not sure if you made that up yourself or if you actually saw it on like a recruiting <sighs> site, um, but it was spot on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he was. And and like he's played like Tyson Chandler probably twice all year. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get, do, do you feel better about that now? I had to get that out of my chest. Also, I want to um, – something heading in the wrong direction – or not in the right direction, uh, officiating, and then just putting out statements that just because it's Duke that you got the call wrong. Yeah, that's like the NBA, the NBA last two minute report on the LeBron James one. Yeah. You see that a couple weeks ago where LeBron just like had the the ultimate hissy fit. The three the three minute tantrum, like, oh my god, they didn't call a foul. Get yeah, that it. was actually from game run. seven of the NBA. Oh wait, no, it wasn't. It was game like forty five of the regular season. Yeah. Oh my god! But then, did you see that they had they had a they had sleepless nights over that missed call? Oh my gosh, so much sleep lost. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Like what what. Like, do they think LeBron's just sitting there like, like, okay, it's okay. At least they lost some sleep over it, Thanks. you know? <laughs> yep, they lost sleep over it, and so they're actually going to be better officials now. Yeah, nope. And uh, and I'm sure LeBron, and, and at the same time, while LeBron was throwing that tantrum, two and a half minutes into it, they're like, you know what, actually? Yeah, foul. Take the free throws. <laughs> it happened, what was he? He was with the Cavs, I want to say. They're playing the Warriors, game one of the finals. And there's the J.R. Smith. He, I want to say it was tied. They miss a free throw. J.R. Smith gets the offensive board, but it's like he thought they were up, so he dribbles out the clock. Yeah. And he like threw a hissy fit then when it's like still overtime remaining in the NBA Finals. It's like, yes, it sucks, but get over it. Yeah, this man is, I mean, he's a drama queen. Not the first one to ever say it. He is uh, one of the largest drama queens in sporting history. All right, All right team's one? heading in the right direction. How about Miami? Teams, I feel like we haven't talked about Miami much. We have not. Um, I talked. You were high I on this team. I think at one point early in the year, I said some people may say that this is the best team in the ACC, and you immediately commented back, "I would not be the one, one of those people." Um, I'm just gonna take another victory lap. Um, I was right. You were wrong. Well, are they I the might, best team in the ACC? Some people might say it. Okay. <laughs> Would those people uh, continue saying that they are the best team, though, or would they say <laughs> one of the best teams? They are twenty and five, uh, <laughs> eleven and four in conference. Um, they've kind of had a good stretch here: uh, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, back to back to back wins. Um, they uh, uh, t- tomorrow night's game is going to be interesting because it's one team trying to in Miami trying to like you know be like, yep, we're that team, and then another team, North Carolina, trying to better position themselves for a tournament, you know? Um, so that should be a good game tomorrow night. Um, that should it, though? Do you think it will be? I hope so. I hope North Carolina wins. I hope you know that. Well, me too. I mean, I, yeah. I hope they do, too. In my heart of hearts, I close my eyes and I see a final score of, like, 86-62. I don't see that. Okay. I don't see that. I hope I hope not. But it, that's it, that's what this North Carolina team in the last three years, I think, has scarred me to, to expect something like that. It'll be a single-digit game. All right. That's my prediction. I hope so. Don't know who's going to win, but it'll be a single-digit game. All right. Yep. Ooh, they got the ESPN 
six yeah. o'clock time slot. It's like man. one of the big ones. Usually it's ACC Network. Have you ever tried watching North Carolina game? But it's like it's like ACC Net NX. It's like extra. I don't have the the Network Plus or whatever. No. Yeah, I can't get that one ever. No. Yeah. Anyways, off my soapbox. Um, Miami. What do you like about them? What do you like about them? You're you're you are a Miami guy. I just like the guards. I know <laughs> who was um who's the guard they got in the portal. Um, Pack. I got, Pack. Nigel Pack. Um. You had said something along the lines of that you thought his deal would kind of uh, cause us what's the word strife? Is strife an appropriate word? Yeah, between, I, I had wondered could that have been, could that be a thing? Yeah, between him because like Wong would, had basically made a statement that um, give me a better deal or else. Yep. Is that an appropriate way of saying it? Something like um, that. But no, you look at their guards here. Isaiah Wong averaging sixteen point two on forty five percent shooting. Uh, Nigel Pack, 12.6 on 42% shooting. So it doesn't seem like it has. And then in addition, they have Jordan Miller averaging 14.7 on 53% from the field. He's awesome. He's been yeah. awesome this year. So just a great trio of guards. Um, and then Norsh- Norshad Omier, I believe I pronounced that right. Um, also giving some great contributions for them there. The Arkansas um, State transfer. He's been a beast. Sorry, I gotta find analytics here. They're still yeah, find me, find me the Ken Palm numbers. Thirty fourth in the Ken Palm. Their defense is not that good. One twenty sixth in a country. That's kind of like what they were last year, weren't they? Were they? Uh, they were a heavy offensive team that that defensively was kind of. Eh. Yeah, so that's where I say North Carolina could put some points on the board tomorrow night to, uh, you know, make it easier because there's two strategies in basketball. There's the Virginia strategy where it's like let's only score forty, but we keep the team to less points than that. Uh, but the other strategy is let's outscore our opponents, but have it be in like the 80s, you know. Uh, that's North Carolina strategy. So let's see. We'll see if they can uh, perfect that tomorrow night. Um, but we have to get into quad 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 uh, records here. So yep. five and four quad one, three and zero quad two, five and one in quad three. Who's their quad three loss? So they're eight and four in the first two quads, though. That's that's a big deal. But they have that quad three loss. Yeah, I don't think that anyone cares. Who about is it? It's got to be got to be Georgia Tech, right? Probably. Yeah. Um. Well, I, 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 you look at that defensive number there, and that makes me feel like they're kind of prone to a early round upset when it comes to tournament time. Um, yeah, you gotta love, you gotta love their offense. Louisville. Yeah, but you gotta love their offense. I do. I I do like their offense quite a lot. I mean, they've got. <clears throat> obviously Wong and Pack and Miller and I mean, even their other guards, I mean, they've got a ton of guards. It's like Wuga Poplar is a good guard. Uh, Bensley Joseph, Harlan Beverly, all these guys that play are basically undersized guards. Like even Omier is their center and he's like six, seven, like two fifty. Like he's big and physical, but like, he's not real tall. They are not a, they, a particularly long, like tall team, you know, they're, they're undersized just like that they were last year. But, they, they, I just, they present so many matchups in terms of their shooting ability and their athleticism. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that defense though, like I, and I felt this way last year, didn't they? And the, once they got in the tournament, I feel like their defense really picked up. Like, I think they have the capability to get into people and guard. Like when Isaiah Wong wants to, I think he could be a pretty good defensive guard. Like he's a, he's a strong kid. He can get into people. He did it last year in the tournament. 
Jordan Miller is, you know, he's six, seven long athletic dude who can guard kind of like one through four. I think when he wants to, he can guard uh, Poplar and Joseph are both guys who can kind of get up underneath you and, and play good defense on the perimeter. I have a belief that this Miami team can turn it on defensively if they want to. And I, and I think they will want to, I mean, that's why you, I mean, you saw against Duke the other day, they gave up like 55 points or something like they were, they shut them down early. They put that game away really early. And so I, I like the guards. It's hard not to, you know, they've got great balance. Like Nigel pack, I think has been, has actually been less impactful huh, pack impactful. <laughs> he went from Isaiah Wong wants to uh, Nigel pack impactful. So yeah. Kudos to you. He's, he's been, he's been good. I don't think he's been anywhere. I guess I don't know what they were expecting, but he hasn't been like, I don't think he's popped. Omir has been the better of the two transfers, but he he'll, he'll have a game where he scores 22 on, he makes six threes. Like, I think they've got great balance and depth in those four guys, all, all giving them double figures and, and Poplar and Joe uh, Poplar and Joseph and Beverly kind of come and go and, and kind of give you solid production occasionally. Like they're not over reliant on one guy. They've got great balance. They've got a bunch of guys who can really take over stretches of a ball game. Like you watch Miami 10 times and you'll come away thinking like Isaiah Wong is the best player on the team three or four of those times. You'll come away thinking Jordan Miller's the best player three or four times. You'll probably think Pac's the best player one of those times. You'll think Omier is the best player. Like you don't really know who their best player is. And I think that's a good thing. I think that makes them really dangerous. How long has Isaiah Wong been there? I feel like he's kind of, kind of approaching that Perry Ellis status. He might be a junior or a senior at this point. That's it. Did he pop when I, he was a? I, I, I say that's it after you say senior. Like that's like the furthest he can go. Nah. Well, he's in his fourth. He's in his fourth year. But remember the whole COVID year. Like he could. Yeah. He's he's technically he's classified as a junior, even though he's a fourth year guy. He could come back next year still. And why wouldn't he? Because he's not going to be like a. He's probably not going to be like a high round draft pick. He's probably collecting pretty nice little checks on that Miami booster. Yep. Um, I mean, they could be very good again next year because all these guys are pretty much back minus uh, Jordan Miller. Yep. All right, let's see if I can find someone else here. Should we go down? Should we get negative? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm just going to pick a few teams just that I see kind of in like the bubble area here. Um, yeah, Kentucky. give me some bubble teams. I need some bubble watch. I haven't really paid any attention to the bubble watch. Kentucky, Texas A&M, Oregon. And I feel like Oregon's actually coming up to be first four out, though. Um, yeah, I think Texas A&M's I mean, been playing really good. I, I kind of had College of Charleston on my list who uh, kind of just seemed to be – that like they were just continuing to win for a while there, um, which is a good thing. Uh, so people just felt obligated to rank them. But they've lost two recently, I want to say. Have they really? Uh, yeah. So I think they have three losses now. Awkward. Let's see. Charleston, let me pull them up. Yeah, they lost – to Hofstra and Drexel uh, before having three straight wins. So, yeah, they're a three-loss team now. Um, no, they're definitely not heading in the right direction. Charleston is in, uh, just looking at Lunardi's little bracketology, they are in the next four out. Yeah. Didn't I say so that? They must not even be in the first place in their conference then. In the Colonial? No, they are oh. first in the Colonial. Who's in first? Yeah, because... Um, Unless they're just tied, because I think like when those with those random conferences, he just defaults to the top. The top seeds. team, uh, Hofstra. 
But yeah, they're, they're a 13 seed. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they have the same record, so I'm guessing they must have... Have they played? They must. Yeah, they beat them. They handed yep, them their okay, loss here. I did here. say that. Yep. No, Charleston, Charleston going down. How's... uh? You know, let's keep it on like those smaller schools who have kind of been good this year. How's Florida Atlantic doing right now? They're legit. I haven't watched them in a little while. I mean, they play in a really good conference. They are, according to Lunardi, a nine seed. <clears throat> They're 24 and 2. They're first in CUSA. So, yeah, I mean, CUSA's, CUSA's legit. They lost to UAB here a couple weeks ago. Um, but UAB's legit, too. That that conference in general is just very UAB good. UAB, what's that? When we, did, when we did our one bid um, preview, UAB, I think, was probably like at the top of our list outside of like. There's probably some one-off ones. Like we wouldn't consider Gonzaga to be in one bit conference, but there's like teams like that. I think yep. UAB was definitely up there as far as one of our best ones to look out for. They for sure were, and they've kind of been blah. Not as good. Yeah, they're they're eighteen and eight. They're nine and six in conference USA, which is not yeah. not what you expect. Um, I watched them a little bit early in the year. They lost to Toledo in a game where it was like the barstool guys were doing the. Yep. a play-by-play, and it was like, we get it, guys. You gamble. Um, that was my big <laughs> takeaway. Like, yep, we get it. And, like, you know how, like, you know the only – you know, like, people will say, like, the only thing I care less about than my fantasy football team is your fantasy football team? Um, the only thing I care less about than even your fantasy football team is your gambling picks on, like, over-under and, like, who you pick and stuff. And, like, oh, my God, the whole half was just – Oh, I picked them to pick the over here to, to score. All they need a couple more points, and then I, I win my bet. And it's just like, shut the fuck up and analyze the game. Um, well, speaking of speaking of you hating people talking about gambling, I have something to tell you. Um, okay, gambling. Yeah, I uh, I did put a futures bet at the start of the year on Gonzaga to win it all. Uh, not looking good. Well, you never know. It's, I feel like it's looking kind of. It'd be better if I placed it now because like now they're like a four or five type seed rather than a possible one or two at the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably you know, right about that. Yeah. So, True, they're uh, ranked number one in the preseason. Uh, better than if you would have bet on UNC. Yeah, do you care that I put that bet down, though? Now I do. Yeah, I will be rooting for Gonzaga for you. Okay, I appreciate that. I will take part in your sweat. Okay. Um, but but you watch UAB, and I've watched them a little bit. I watched them against, against Toledo early in the year. I got eyes on them here a little while uh, ago against um, in that FAU game. And, and my big takeaway is just, and this is what frustrates me sometimes with these talented mid-major teams is they try to play like NBA teams in that they don't have any discipline. They take a lot of dumb shots. They don't value the basketball very much. They turn it over and they do just stupid stuff. <clears throat> the difference is when you watch NBA teams do it or like some good high major teams do it, like the players doing those dumb discipline, stupid things are like really, really talented. Um, UAB is not that talented and they do stupid stuff. And so it just kind of looks terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I feel like when I'm watching UAB is like you, everybody loves Jelly Walker. Everybody knows what Jelly Walker and how he could score. And he averages 22 and a half points a game. Um, he shoots so often. Here's, here's a question for you. If, if, if his name wasn't Jelly Walker, would people care? Yeah, nobody calls him by his actual name, which is Jordan. No, nobody calls him Jordan. They all call him Jelly. This man, John, takes almost 17 shots a game. That's a lot. 
I mean, he shoots a lot. And, and some of the shots he takes are just, they're unconscious, just dumb shots. That's like a shot every three minutes. Yeah, it's he's basically like, Caleb Love watches Jelly Walker and is like, he's me. You know, he's yeah. a smaller version of me. And he's he is me, and I am him. Yeah, like he's not he's not shooting enough. Um, I don't know. That's the thing I take away from UAB is like they play like an open gym team that just happens to be playing in Conference USA, yep. and so I don't know. They've been kind of disappointing to me, but North Texas is legit, and Florida Atlantic are legit, and unfortunately, one of those teams is going to make the tournament because they're not both going to. But North Texas has been turning it on here lately. Uh, they've Army, beaten UAB Howard twice. Yeah, Armin Green, man, they gave they gave uh, they gave FAU a really good game. Actually, they've lost to them twice by four points each. So that's a combined eight points. That's a combined eight points, and you know what they say about beating a team three times in one season? Uh, they say that it's impossible, but I think the I think the metrics disagree with that. If you would have just stopped it, they say it's impossible. I'd have been like, exactly, Armin Green. So <laughs> I I don't need I don't I, you know, don't let facts get in the way of a good narrative. So, watch out for Armin Green. All righty. All right, we're at about almost an hour here. Should we get into scrolling? Let's get into scrolling. Okay. Let's go to the schedule tab. Um, I think I can get rid of – I might still need my analytics for later, so I'll keep those tabs open. Yeah, find me some Ken Palm stuff. Uh, we are recording this Sunday late morning. It's 11.34 right now. Um we're about an hour in, so we start at about 10.30. So kudos to us. We kind of found a new start time. Um, we're always just changing the name of podcasting here. Yeah. Uh, going live right now is Temple Memphis. Not sure if you have eyes on that. I have not, actually. I kind of forgot about it, to be honest with you. Uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, maybe. That gets your gears rolling. Purdue Northwestern. It, Northwestern's, I think on Bracketology, they're like an eight seed right now. So, um, you know, maybe. Your guy, Boo Booey. Yeah. And Chase Adij. Love those two. Yeah. Let's go to Monday here. Uh, we already talked about Miami, North Carolina. Um, that's probably the game that everyone's going to have their eyes on. Which if only just because there's really nothing else on. No. Um, Monday is a really light day in terms of, like, there's not a lot of inventory. But, you know, e- the big old ESPN markers there, those just, like, really stand out. Speaking of which, uh, I kind of skipped over this, and I kind of almost forgot about it. Today is the game of the big game. It we, is. We, we can't say what it's actually called because I feel like we'd get sued or something. Um, yeah, it's the last game of the NFL season. Exactly. Uh, have you seen? I'll be eating a lot of snacks. <laughs> so uh, early, like halfway through the year, so Pat McAfee talks about the NFL on a show on a daily basis. That's like his show. He's basically an NFL show. Okay. Um, he got like a cease and desist letter halfway through the year to, to where he couldn't really use like the NFL name, images, names of players, anything. Really? So basically he has like, there's one episode where he like just kind of bashes them for essentially <laughs> not suing him, but saying you have to stop um, where he's one of the people who he's got a very large audience. He's driving a lot of viewership to them. And I want to say he's like, he pays X amount of dollars to be able to use some of these images to the NFL even. Um, but over the course of the show, instead of calling it the NFL, he would always call it the Professional American Football League. The Paffle. The Paffle. The Paffle, yes. <laughs> so that that lasted for like a show and a half, and then I think the NFL was like, okay, we'll back off. But there's like one show out there in like probably August or November where he's just bashing the NFL over the whole thing. 
Don't try to silence Pat McAfee. Yeah, because I think it was even like a Thursday, so it, like they have like normally they have like images of like players that are playing on the Thursday night game, and they basically drew like cartoon characters of like I think it was like Trey Alexander. You see the Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals. Um, you it was a good one. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, wow. um, with the big game tonight, um, who you got? Eagles. I think so too. I think you know Patrick Mahomes is obviously the best player in the game, um, but I think the Eagles' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense by a larger margin, and the Chiefs' offense is better than the Eagles' offense. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. I see. I I, I could see. I could see it being Eagles, and and to be honest with you, I could see Eagles kind of kicking their ass a little bit. So, like, could it I wouldn't be... be shocked if it's like 27 16, 27 17, 31 20. So maybe like the, when the Seahawks just beat the Broncos by like 40 that one year in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't see it like that. I mean, that okay. one was over. That one was over like right right away. Yep. I, I think, remember a couple of years ago we watched when it was Chiefs and Bucks, and it just kind of felt like the Bucks were just the far better team. Yep. They had a ton of pressure on Mahomes. Yeah. I, I could now. see it being something like that, I guess. But, yeah, as always with Mahomes, you can never really – he's one of those guys you just can't – you're really never going to be surprised if his team is winning. Yep. If uh, – I'll edit everything about that to say Chiefs instead of Eagles if that actually happens. Or Thank it doesn't you. happen. Yeah. Yep. yep. We, we have to sound smart on here. Um, anyways, going back to Monday, Miami, North Carolina, uh, Texas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Baylor. Those are like the three main ones I see. Yeah. There's Those Big 12 money. matchups don't do a ton for me, man. West Virginia just got absolutely piss-pounded yesterday by Texas. Yep. And uh, Texas, Texas Tech, I, I no longer care about. Since Chris Beard isn't there, there's no, like, revenge factor anymore. Like, I was, he's not I at was either rallying for that last year. Like, that was fun. Yeah, he's not at either of those teams anymore. No, and so, like, both of them are just like, oh, remember when this one guy used to coach both of us? Glad to be done with that. Yep. All right, let's go to Tuesday, which um, – you know, we won't be able to watch basketball that game. That's Valentine's Day. Um, so no, no basketball watching on Tuesday night, unfortunately. Why? <laughs> Things are just sitting there just starstruck. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, 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 I am failing to acknowledge. <laughs> That's fair. Brandon Valley uh, plays T area, the T area Titans. So that'll be a good matchup. T's one of the better teams in Class A. Brandon Valley's a, a good Class 2A team. So I think I've asked this before. Is it actually T-E-A area? T area? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's just T. I don't know why they I don't know why they call it T area. I mean, it's just the town of T. Do you think uh, when they're coming up with that name, do you think there's an argument about like, oh, no, we want it to be the drink T. Oh, and like golfers are out there like, no, we want it to be like the golf T. So T-E-E. Yeah, you could have a battle for sponsorships there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, the correct one would have been to go with the golf theme because there's more money there. Maybe. Although Bigelow T is kind of a big deal. I just want to say, did you know there's a Bigelow T? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Providence Creighton. That could be a good one. Some these big, Every Big East matchup, I just I, I love watching Big East basketball. There's so many teams that are solid, and like the games are just always good. I see NC State Syracuse. Do you think uh, we could have another Jim Beheim bitching at reporters? There's always a chance with Jim Beheim these days. 
Um, another team that we didn't talk about that's going in the right direction is Creighton. Although we've, we've plenty talked about Creighton this year. So I, I don't feel like we both sides of our mouth on that one, rightfully so, because they've been up and down. They have been up and down. So, But the season is long, and it feels like Creighton is now on the way back up again. It's the, it's the right time to be on the way back up, too. They, yeah, they are. Yeah. They're playing well. So yep. big win yesterday over UConn. So, um, yeah, Creighton Providence nice. could be a good one. I see uh, my favorite player will be playing against Rutgers uh, from Nebraska, uh, Kasey Tomanaga. I oh, believe I pronounced yeah. that right. Um, he went for 30 last – was it last Sunday? Dude. I was texting you about him because I was just amazed at this guy. He's a bucket. He, he has that Kirk Creesa swagger too. Uh, you want to talk swagger, my guy KD Johnson against our Missouri. Ooh. I don't know how to feel about that one. I know, it's tough to root for one of those teams because I love both of those teams. Um, Honestly, that I, late night slate ain't great. No. Michigan, Wisconsin. Like... Is Michigan good? Are they still in the tournament? Did they lose yesterday? Indiana beat them, right? I know they were winning. I yeah, Indiana so. ended up winning that game. Okay. Yeah, they're 14 and 11 now. Holy crap. Yeah. They're just not very good. But I think they're kind of them and them and Wisconsin are both kind of in a similar spot then that they're both I think right around the bubble area. So like that's that's a a game with some serious implications. Yeah. So I'm kind of so like after the Sunday night Sunday ga- schedule of games was weak. I was like, okay, that's clearly because of the Super Bowl. Uh, Monday was also kind of weak. I was like, okay, that's because people are gonna be hung over from the Super Bowl still. Um, Tuesday is also weak though, and I don't know why. Well, there's some good matchups in the earlier portion of the I, night. I feel like it's still weak. There's there's like one good matchup I want to watch. Yeah, not a lot of SEC action, which is uh, Wednesday. Wednesday looks like a pretty good slate. I was going to say, let's go to Wednesday, see if I can get my hopes up here. Uh, ooh, Bama, Tennessee, Xavier, Marquette. Marquette's ranked 10 now. They're really good. I didn't know they were getting that high up there. They'll drop a little bit because they just lost, but they're they're legit. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, Golden Gophers against Sparty. There you go. Okay. TCU, Iowa State. That'll be a good one. Indiana, Northwestern. That'll be a good one, too. Drake, Northern Inten- Iowa. Okay. Wednesday has made up for the week slate of ga- games on Monday and Tuesday. And- How's Davidson? Are they any good? I don't think so. They don't have any Curry... Well, Steph Curry's or Curry look lookalikes anymore. <clears throat> no, they're eleven and thirteen. So oh, down wow. year for Davidson. I did see there was another. But how has St. Louis been? They haven't been that good, have they? I don't think they've been great either. Six and nine. How's your boy Yuri? Uh, he's good, but the rest 11. of them. One point six and nine point nine assists per game. Yeah, he's awesome. He's being wasted on that St. Louis team. Yeah. It's too bad. Uh, let's go to third. I'd take him at North Carolina. I would trade him for Caleb Love straight up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I would even be willing to throw in, like, Tyler Nickel. I, I, I'm holding up. Tyler Nickel's my new Andrew Playtech, where I think he's going to average 10 points per game next year. Yeah, we'll find you a new Tyler Nickel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thursday, Purdue, Maryland, Houston, SMU. Um, it's kind of weak. 
Yeah. This whole week is a little slow, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, usually there's like a good late night, either oh, Pac-12 or WCC. Utah. Arizona, Utah, but it's on the Pac-12 channel, so never mind. Yeah. There's not um, much. Here. Yeah, not great. Not even not even a lot of Mountain West action on that night. It's just a week slate of games. Right. It's a, a week, week, a, week. A week slate. A week. Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm struggling. Uh Friday. Friday is never good. No. Except for like the that first week of the tournament. Yep. Um, I don't see anything. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Did you see? So I see New Mexico on the schedule here. See New Mexico State suspended their season basically. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I don't know why they did. I I missed I missed the boat. Was it like some sort of a shooting? Some right? sort of. Well, there was that, but they're saying that suspended season has nothing to do with that incident, which was a while back. They're saying it has to do with like um, violations of like school policy. Um, I think coaches are on paid administrative leave. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure what happened. Interesting. They're very, they're very vague about the details. Why do they do that to us? Just say everything. No kidding. Can we just give us the information? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Seton Hall, UConn, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Iowa State, Kansas State. Saturday's a good day. Yep. We got, we got some matchups here. Illinois, Indiana. I mean, that's pretty good. The battle of the eyes. Yep. Did you say Rutgers, Wisconsin? Yep. Baylor, Kansas at three. Baylor, Kansas might be the best game of the day. Yep. Villanova, Providence. Even Wake Forest, uh, even Wake Forest, Miami. Is Wake Forest kind of in the mix or not really? I think they're like decent. Like, I I think I said at the beginning of the year, I think they'd be frisky. Like, they They've beaten both Duke and Carolina. I don't think it says a ton, but it says something. Yeah. Um,. That mid, you get to like the four to six, it kind of gets a little weak there. Creighton, St. John's, uh, North Dakota State, Oral Roberts, A and M, Missouri, our Missouri. I'd say that's watchable. Uh, we have a Civil War game, California versus UCLA. Uh, Utah State, Nevada. I mean, both those teams are competing in the Mountain West right now. They're both kind of in the mix for tournament berths, and like. They've talked about it, I know, on some other shows about the Mountain West and how there's five good teams, and it feels like this is always the case in that there's, if there's five good teams, there's four available spots. Or if there's four good teams, they're fighting for three spots. Kind of feels like that this year again with the Mountain West where there's five teams kind of all mixed together, and it feels like one of them's probably going to get left out. I feel like there's maybe four available bids for that league. And, you know, this is one of those where both those teams kind of need, like Utah State needs that win probably because, they just missed an opportunity here the other night against San Diego State at home. Yep. Um, you know, if they could beat Nevada, though, at home, that 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 helps them out. So that could be actually one of the better late-night evening games, to be honest with you, on that Saturday, which is odd. But, you know, Michigan-Michigan State could be okay. Again, if Michigan has a good week, that could be, you know. Civil War game. Yeah, that could be a big one. So, yep. um, yeah. All righty. Well, I don't know. It's another one of those Saturdays where it's kind of a get your work done early by the by about four or five o'clock. There's really not a ton left in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're through the schedule here. There's some games out there. Uh, Saturday kind of saved the week there, I'd say. 
Um, no. Do you have anything else, Biggs? I do not. Yeah. Have a happy Valentine's Day watching college basketball. Absolutely, and go whoever wins the Super Bowl. Like here's Always here's fun. the thing. Here's the misnomer about Valentine's Day, John. It yep. matters for the guys too. Yeah, she better get me something. Well, no. What she should get you is time that you can watch college basketball by yourself. <laughs> Perfect. Like, Here's what do I want for my birthday? I want you to leave me alone and let me grill my own steak. And watch college basketball. And watch yeah. college basketball. Exactly. Drink whiskey. Yes. Yeah. With some Sprite in there. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here, Biggs. All right. Bye.